Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? We are back with more of the DNDR Rams podcast. As always, I'm Justin Michael. I want to shout out my guy Frank Trimble for this metalcore CSU fight song intro. I think we're going to play this after CSU victories on the post-game show this season. We'll figure out what that looks like, but my guy Frank did an awesome job. He and his buddy Jesse Cohen. Jesse was on the drums, handled the recording process. My guy Frank on the guitar and bass, and it just turned out awesome. As somebody that kind of grew up in that metalcore, pop punk, you know, mid-2000s era, definitely takes me back to my roots a little bit. Makes me feel like I'm at a Day to Remember show or something like that. Though I can't imagine what that would do to my knees these days. On the earlier portion of the pod, we dove into the top 15 players in the Mountain West Conference. I gave three tiers, five players per tier, although I did not specifically go 15, 14, 13. There were a couple of them that I just didn't feel like it was worth the headache. I do think I I got it pretty solid in terms of who would be 1 through 5, 5 through 10, 10 through 15, etc. Though, Before we get into the latest with realignments and uh, talk about Becky Hammond going into the Hall of Fame as well as the CSU men's basketball schedule, which is coming together pretty nicely. Take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all either. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they're going to have your back long after you purchase. If you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. Again, no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, when you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. Bax and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. There's no upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case. No fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Bax and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. 
Baxton Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Baxton Shanker helps all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accident, motorcycle, ride chairs, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Baxton Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Baxton Shanker wins. All right, let's talk about realignment. And one of the things that's been challenging about this whole process is sifting through the information because there's a lot of it out there, but the truth is a lot of it is nonsense. It's a lot of people just speculating, trying to make a name for themselves, honestly throwing darts at a board, hoping they hit it. And if they do, great for them. If they don't, there's no real consequences. So I understand why they do it. But it, it just kind of sucks, and frankly, I'm tired of this whole thing. I'm, I'm really ready for the season to start. I want to talk about real football and, and not all this, but obviously it is very important you know, to the future of the Mountain West Conference, the future of CSU football. One of the people that I've found to be fairly reliable throughout this process is Jim Williams. He is a media consultant, a guy that seems to be pretty well plugged into this entire process. And according to him... Um, it's really going to come down to Stanford. Stanford holds all the power here. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. There was some hope that Stanford and Cal could get into the ACC from what multiple people have reported that was largely being backed by Notre Dame. However, it does not seem that their hopes of getting in the ACC are going to come to fruition, nor does it seem like Oregon State or Washington State have a chance of getting into the Big 12. And so really the focus again becomes what happens with these remaining Pac-4 teams. You know, do they merge with the Mountain West? Do they merge with the American? Do they poach from those leagues and keep the Pac banner alive, whether it's 10 teams, 12 teams, you have to have at least eight. For the sake of simplicity, I'm just going to continue to refer to it as the Pac-12, maybe the Pac-4 every now and then, mostly as a joke. But uh, according to Jim Williams, again, a guy that I trust, The Pac-12 are currently vetting 12 teams for the possibility of bringing them over under that Pac banner. He didn't say everybody that is being considered, but I did find the schools that he did post to be interesting. SMU, Rice, Tulane, South Florida, Memphis, San Diego State, CSU, and Air Force. As far as who the other four would be, we could speculate all day long. My best guesses would be, you know, maybe UTSA, Fresno State, UNLV, Boise State would all make sense. Though I just really have a hard time seeing Stanford and Cal bending that hard on their academic standards. I just, if they wanted to be associated with Boise State and Fresno State, they could have added them years ago. Those have been programs that have especially in football, been competitive basically year in and year out this entire century. Now, obviously, those schools could suddenly become more flexible, recognize that it's largely their own superiority issues that have pretty much put them in this position in the first place. ESPN offered the Pac-12 $30 million a year. They came back demanding 50 ESPN said, see ya. At one point, the Pac-12 could have absorbed the remaining Big 12 schools once Texas and Oklahoma left, and they didn't do that. And then a year later, the Big 12 comes back and steals a third of their members. If there was ever a time for Stanford and Cal to take a hard look in the mirror and say to themselves, maybe we need to shake things up, now would be the time. That said, I just don't know if they're going to be willing to do it. 
from what all the reports are saying, Oliver Luck has been hired as a consultant for the Pac-12, potentially an audition of sorts to be the future commissioner of the league. George Klevkov hasn't exactly killed it here. But just watching this entire situation unfold as a CSU guy, it's really interesting. I mean, obviously, we all want what's best for CSU at the end of the day. If they were to go into a new Pac-12, you would think that that would mean that the league would be worth more and, you know, they'd be getting a a little bit bigger TV contract. I I would feel somewhat bittersweet, especially if it meant that we weren't in a division with or a conference with Wyoming anymore. We're just seeing so much tradition, so much of what I love about college football being thrown out the window. And I just believe at my core that college football is a regional game. That's what makes it special. It should be played regionally. I think I'd really like to see the 12 Mountain West teams kind of merge with the Pac-12 and have that be a 16-team league. But the tricky part, obviously, is just persuading the Pac-12 that if they do go the merger route, the Mountain West is the better conference to merge with than the American. And that just kind of depends on how you view it. In the short term, the American schools are set to make a little bit more money. There's some value in being associated with ESPN, though I would argue that being able to go to the table in two years is a strong selling point for the Mountain West, as is the significantly reduced travel compared to you know sending your schools to East Carolina, South Florida, etc. But we'll just have to see, I guess. This whole process has been just incredibly stupid, in my opinion. I really have hated just about every move that has happened here, so that would that would kind of check at this point. The PAC schools deciding, no, let's not merge with the Mountain West, let's merge with the American. And if that happens, I don't know what that means for the future of the Mountain West. It definitely hurts their claim as the best of the rest. I would think that the league would have to be on lookout for some departures. Some schools have already considered going to the American in the past, including CSU. At that point, I would think that CSU would look at that again. Air Force would look at that option again. San Diego State, Fresno State, UNLV, Boise, etc. It's pretty much the wild, wild west right now, and every school is kind of in a position where they're looking out for their own selfish interests. And unfortunately, what that means is a lot of decisions that are not what's best for college football as a whole. As a guy that loves tradition, as a CFB purist at heart, it's been pretty disheartening, and I I really have not enjoyed much of this. Again, I'm pretty much tired of having to talk about it and the speculation and reading 15 pieces a day, listening to all these pods. It's pretty exhausting, but it's obviously something that's pretty relevant to us as CSU people, the future of our program. We've invested so much at this point, can't get left behind. And it's pretty much as simple as that. But uh, I'm going to move on here. I'm going to talk about Becky Hammond going into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. She just continues to blaze trails, and her legacy just continues to become more and more significant. As CSU supporters, it's just such a cool thing to be able to look at everything she's achieved and recognize that she's legitimately one of the most important figures in basketball history. Not, Not just women's basketball history, basketball history. Becky Hammond is one of the most significant figures in the history of the sport of basketball. And it's just been so special to see her go from being the best player in program history to one of the most significant players in the WNBA as an undrafted free agent, which, you know, it makes her ascension that much more impressive. 
to obviously her coaching career going on with the San Antonio Spurs and really getting put under the spotlight, the microscope, however you want to phrase it. I've talked in the past about a lot of this, so I don't want to get too repetitive, but I don't think initially Becky really liked all the attention that she got and didn't necessarily embrace her role. And eventually I think she's been able to see just what she means to the sport and how significant what she's been able to accomplish really is. That's not to say that she didn't understand what she was doing or anything like that. I just always kind of got the impression that she just wanted to coach basketball. You know, she wasn't interested in being a figure or a representative or this or that, but she is. She's an icon and she's an inspiration to an entire generation of people out there. And to just see her really lean into that these last couple of years has been cool. I feel like she's come out of her shell. Obviously, she's doing her thing as the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces and the WNBA. There's a large part of me that still would love to see her at some point move on and be a head coach in the in the NBA. I think we're getting closer and closer to the league having the first female head coach full-time. Why not have it be Becky? But, you know, at the same time, I also think her presence in the WNBA is incredibly valuable. And I think she's one of those key figures that can really help elevate that league in a way that very few people can. That's how significant she is. You know, Becky could retire tomorrow and she would already be one of the most significant people to have ever been a part of the the sport. And just knowing that a CSU Ram is that significant in the history of basketball, a sport I love so much, that's so special to me. And to see her rocking the Ram logo under her blazer, I mean, I get chills. Becky Hammond is just so cool. She's an inspiration. And you talk about jerseys I'd kill to have. That gold throwback, if I could get a Becky Hammond throwback, Deontay Murray on the Spurs wore one one time. No clue how he got it, if it was custom made or what. I, I searched the interwebs constantly trying to find one. Tell you what, you ever want me to be forever indebted to you, hook JTM up with a Becky Hammond throwback and I'll wash your car for a decade, give you my kidney or something. I don't know. Point is, I would forever be in your debt. And uh, the point of this segment here, although I've been all over the place, is just that it's so special to see somebody so significant in the history of the sport be associated with your alma mater, with your school, with your community, and be proud of that. She didn't have to rep CSU this weekend. She could have put any number of logos in there, and it would have frankly made sense. But she's proud to be, baby. Maybe it's corny. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably nodding right along. But I think that's cool that somebody that talented, that somebody that significant take so much pride in that community, in that school, in our community, in our school, I should say, and just representing the Rams on such a massive stage. Anyways, we all hail Queen Becky. Name the court after she's the greatest of all time. But uh, let's move on. Let's get into the CSU men's basketball schedule before we do. Our next partner I want to talk to you guys about is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I take it every day, and I gave it a try because, frankly, I knew I needed to be healthier, but I'm not one of those guys that can take a million different supplements. The process just becomes way too tedious for me, and that's why AG1 is perfect. It's a, it's a good way to boost my gut health, 
my immune system. I feel like I have more energy and I do it all in, in just this one shake, essentially every morning I, I drink it right after I take my orange juice. I mean, wake up, have some coffee, have some orange juice, take the AG one, boom, out the door, ready to go. It's just become a really easy part of my routine and a nice way to take better care of myself. I mean, you know, I cover great athletes all day and Frankly, the one thing they all have in common, no matter what they do, is they take great care of their bodies. Sometimes I think it's easy when you're not a pro athlete to, you know, put that stuff out of sight, out of mind, but you can't. When you're taking AG1, you're taking great care of yourself. It's 75 high quality ingredients that are going to give you the key daily nutrients and support for, you know, the energy, focus, strength, and clarity you need. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try out AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to drinkag1.com rams. That's drinkag1.com rams. Check it out. Finally, when you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. Bax and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case. No fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Bax and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Bax and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Bax and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault. Car accident, motorcycle, pedestrians, ride shares, trucks, they can even help if you're injured at work. Call them at 222-2222. Find out if you have a case for free. Bax and Shanker wins. All right, before we get out of here, I did want to give a brief update on the CSU men's basketball non-conference slate. It has not been announced officially, but it is very close to being put together. I do want to shout out my friend Rocco Miller on Twitter. You can follow him at Rocco Miller 8. He is a bracketologist slash analyst for college basketball. He's also the best source for CBB scheduling in the game. The majority of these games were broken by him on Twitter, so I want to make sure he gets proper credit for those reports. You can keep up with all things college basketball scheduling with my guy, Rocco. But uh, starting with the first game, the season opener will be against Louisiana Tech. This will be in Moby Arena on November 6th. First ever regular season matchup between the two. If you remember a couple years back, uh, Kenneth Lofton and Louisiana Tech actually played CSU in the NIT. Now, funny enough, Lofton and Roddy are teammates with the Memphis Grizzlies. Very fortunate that Lofton will not be joining Louisiana Tech on the floor that night. Uh, the Bulldogs coming off of a 15-18 and 18 season. They finished the year 165th in Kempom. Much like CSU, they're hoping for a better year. And much like CSU, it's going to largely come down to defensive efficiency. They ranked 354th in three-point defensive efficiency, according to Kempom. 325th and defensive efficiency overall, effective field goal percentage that they gave up. That's not a recipe for success. Uh, that said, I do think it's a pretty fun season opener. Medved and company have done a really good job of designing intriguing schedules, especially these past couple of years. Our next game we know will be a neutral site game in Kansas City. 
That is Boston College on November 22nd. Depending on how that game goes, they'll either play Loyola, Chicago, or Creighton on the 23rd. Boston College coming off of a 16-17 and 17 season under Earl Grant. They finish 170th in Kempom, one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country. And I like this game because it's an opportunity to earn a win over a high major opponent, albeit Boston College, you know, more known for football and hockey than hoops still. And then if you're able to win that on a neutral site, which would be great for your metrics, you're able to play another quality program in either Loyola, Chicago, or Creighton. Creighton obviously going to look a little bit different this season. No more Ryan Nemhard. He's now at Arizona, and Arthur Kaluma has since transferred to Kansas State. That said, they bring in Stephen Ashworth from Utah State, who feels like a solid fit in that system. You still have Kalkbrenner, one of the best true seven-footers. That's still going to be a really good team, and I would very much like to see the Rams match up against the Blue Jays on a neutral site. You know, that game a couple years ago was huge for CSU's NCAA tournament resume. Glad to see the Rams potentially have an opportunity to go up against them again. Uh, also glad to see CSU playing CU at home. That will be on November 29th. A little bum that the game is on a Wednesday, I suppose, but should still be a raucous atmosphere at Moby Arena. Hopefully an opportunity for redemption because, frankly, that performance in Boulder last year was one of the worst games of the Nico Medved era. It was embarrassing. Fortunately for the Rams, you look a lot different this year. You're a lot deeper. You're a lot more athletic. You should be more poised for the physicality of the matchup. You have the neat Clifford storyline, which adds a nice little wrinkle into it. It should be a really fun night. I'm excited that that game is happening, and it's going to be a game that should be pretty big for both of those squads' NCAA tournament resumes as will the uh, the next matchup a couple nights later in Vegas, CSU playing the University of Washington on December 2nd. I don't have the specific location as far as what uh, casino, what arena this game will be played at, or if it'll maybe be at T-Mobile, but it will be part of a doubleheader with USC Gonzaga. So that's potentially a really fun trip for CSU fans in December. Usually Vegas is fairly affordable at that time, though I don't want to make any promises. Highly recommend Circus Sport. Use that code DNVR. You get 20% off your stay. Uh, really looking forward to that one. Keeping it moving. A few days after that, CSU will return home. Host DU on December 6th. That's my mom's birthday. My girlfriend, a Denver alum. So kind of an interesting night in my family. But I like that you get that local matchup. Anytime you can play DU, I'm all for it. Um, you know, winnable game at home. But I, I like it. I like that you're shaking it up. We'll see if they get Northern Colorado on the schedule. Um, that, that's been a really tough matchup the last couple of years. I don't mind dialing it back a little bit with DU. We'll see what happens there. On December 9th, one of the biggest games of the non-conference slate, St. Mary's comes to Fort Collins. Huge, huge game for the NCAA tournament resume. St. Mary's should be a top 25 program. They're always one of the better coach teams under Randy Bennett. You know that they're going to try to dictate the pace. They're going to punch you in the mouth defensively. To get a win over that team at home would be huge. Finally, on December 22nd, CSU will go to Loyola Marymount. That will be a home-and-home. The return will be in FOCO in 2024-2025. It's a really solid schedule. It's a really solid non-conference slate that they're putting together. I imagine they'll add another small school, maybe two, uh, maybe another December game, uh, probably another November game or two would be my guess right now. You kind of have that gap between the 6th and the 22nd. 
But I think what you have so far is a really healthy mix of quality competition, but still winnable games. I like that you've got a couple Pac-12 games. You've got uh, a couple of um, high majors with the ACC and Big East. You also have a, a couple of games against the WCC. I mean, these are the type of teams you want to play. It's not easy to put this type of schedule together, so I want to make sure I give the uh, much-deserved props to the staff for not using that as an excuse. It's really challenging. When you're a quality mid-major, and I know the mid-major label is controversial for some of these better teams in the Mountain West, but by definition, they're a mid-major. It's hard to get teams to come to Fort Collins, and you got to be a little bit flexible. you got to be willing to play you know, in Kansas City and in Vegas. But you also got to take advantage of relationships. And that's where I think, you know, they, they played in a doubleheader with USC last year. That that comes into play, I'm sure. You know, they've had a pretty good relationship with St. Mary's going back a decade now, Loyola Marymount as well. But this is definitely an NCAA tournament resume building schedule that they've put together here. I'm really excited to see what this team can be. I feel like they're being slept on. I understand that Boise State, San Diego State, they're both going to be really good. New Mexico is going to be really solid this year, and Nevada should be pretty decent as well. There's going to be quite a few good teams. I just think with the level of athleticism they have in that front court, they're going to be way better on the glass. They're going to be way better defensively. I think the the depth they have at wing is awesome. They had some really key additions, and I'm really excited to see these twos and threes battle it out. And then just bringing back the best point guard in the conference. That's huge. So that's what we know as of now, uh, as of August 13th, we'll see kind of what final games get added to the mix there. I'm sure that schedule will become official as soon as they can, but I wanted to give you guys an update, especially on, you know, some of these games against Washington and stuff like that. Start thinking about travel, maybe start thinking about your plans for a midweek trip to Fort Collins for the Rocky Mountain Showdown. But yeah, that's all we've got for today. Shout out to all of you for continuing to support the content. Uh, I am back from vacation, so I'll be back in Fort Collins this week a couple of times for practice. Looking forward to diving into that. Got a ton of written content to disseminate. Been a little behind on that, so that's my B. But definitely looking forward to getting some of these pieces out to you that I've already written. Yeah, shout out to all you. Much love. Go Rams. Peace. Peace.